Hey there, horror fans, and welcome to uh, Michael Reynolds' Chill Bleed, an auditory horror experience. I'm your host, Giga. I'm your host, Dan. I'm your host, John. And today, we'll be talking about two of the attractions in Ill Bleed. We'll be talking about Revenge of Queen Worm and Wood Puppets. Yeah. Uh, they're both pretty short, so it 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 seemed it made sense to like make it a sort of double feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, they they're not they're not they're kind of like they don't really stand out. When I think back to El Bleed, I mostly remember uh, Bambello and Killer Department Store, and I I do remember some of Wood Puppets just because of how where it goes, but yeah, I think. Queen Worm is the weakest level in the game, I think, mm-hmm. for, for gameplay and for creativity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wood Puppets has some more going for it. I agree with you that it, I, I really only... Rewatching this, I was surprised how little I'd remembered of it. The, 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 there are some really good things in Wood Puppets, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think in some ways, as a quote-unquote straight horror game... It again in quotation scare quotes peak peaks with uh wood puppets in yeah I would say wood puppets game. is is the scariest of the chapters um it it's, is the, there's some stuff there, that's very scary in, in wood puppets yeah there, it's very silly but there's it, there's a pretty um well established atmosphere of, of tension. Uh, and fear, and some body horror stuff, and... Well, I guess we'll get to that, but I, I think, um... If I were to try and deceive someone to thinking that Ill Bleed was a, um... horror game, as opposed to whatever it is, yeah. uh, Wood Puppets is probably the level I would show them. Yeah, yeah, it, it's... I mean... Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um... So let's just dive right in to um to to Queen Worm. Uh so, as usual, it has an intro. This one doesn't have a text crawl, but listener, I I love you. I caress you every night. And so uh I will I I, I transcribed the audio. I mean I transcribed the, the voiceover, so I can read it to you now. <laughs> An RV campsite has been turned into a morbid morgue, covered in blood and the remains of numerous unidentified bodies. It's hard to believe that such a brutal massacre could have happened in this day and age, especially in such a secure location. It only took the rescue crew 20 minutes to respond to the emergency call, but by the time they arrived, it was too late. There were no survivors, and consequently, no witnesses. So the mystery remains, who or what could have done this? It seems too massive and malicious for a single human to have done it, or several for that matter. There were dark forces at work here, that no one's talking about. It happened four days ago. The place has been dead quiet ever since. Uh, so, 
<laughs> Where do we even start with this fucking level? Uh, so, I, I am enjoying the, uh, sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, this setup feels like, like one of those, uh, system shocks or bioshocks or what have you, except the place is already kind of a shithole. Yeah. Um, I, I, to me, this, this one, the premise kind of feels like, um, it feels like a, uh, like a B-horror, like a very, like, specific kind of, B- like a drive-in movie theater B-horror film, where it's like, yes. they have long periods where the characters are just having extremely boring concept, boring conversations with each other, and then... Yes, to pad out between monster yeah. killings. Yeah. Um... So you come up, and we're at Camp David, everybody. Yeah. Um... The famed presidential retreat. <laughs> I do want to note, before we get too much further, that this is... I'm not an authority on this, but I believe it is the only Dreamcast game to refer to the tulip economic bubble in Holland in the 1630s. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, I... Yeah, I can't think of any others that do. I can't possibly, think of any... Possibly, possibly seamen at some point, but other than that... Mm, yeah, that would be the yeah. only one I could think of. You you say hi to the seaman enough times, and he says, "Did you know about the the tulip economic bubble in mm-hmm. Sweden?" Or- That's a wonderful letter, Nimoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you know about the? <laughs> I, I won't even pretend. Uh, but yes, this is the last time we had um something more akin to a slasher film. This is. B drive in B movie horror. Yeah, like mid century horror. It is a monster. Um, unusually, we do not definitively know of the existence of the monster until the last five, ten minutes of gameplay. But you might be able to guess what the monster is based on the fact it's called that. <laughs> the title you know, is that's kind of. Queenworm. That's kind of similar to how how monsters are handled in a lot of like mid century B movies. It's like it, it's called like Attack of the Killer Platypus, and you don't. It's like it pretends that the platypus is a mystery until the very end. Yes, which also saves you money on having to do the effects of the giant killer platypus. Yeah, uh, it's less commonly seen in video games, of course, because once you've modeled something, you've modeled something. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It- so it would be very get, true to life if yeah. uh, if the queen worm was just a giant blown up like video of a worm. <laughs> yes, and people like react to it like oh. Yes, in the Bert I Gordon tradition, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, very strangely, for a level called the Revenge of Killer of the Queen, the Revenge of Queen Worm, most of the threat is posed by monkeys. Yes. Yeah. Or. Uh, more aptly, mung killers, but we'll get Monk there. Killers. We have some, we have some, some documents. Yeah, sorry, we have some lore to go through first. Yeah. Uh, just to note, when you start the level, the, uh, challenge thing says, it is bum, too bum. dangerous to enter alone. The campsite is closed now, but you cannot go back. We hope for a miracle for you to handle the incident and return safe and sound. Uh, the objective is just sort of survive, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so, 
Uh, Super Greg Friend is playing as Kevin. He notes that Kevin plays the same as Erico, except for two things. One, he has a little more stamina, and two, like every character that isn't Erico, he has a massive disadvantage where he crawls around on the floor a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you get into combat, your character falls down on their ass and has to crawl around for a little while. Yeah. Every Every combat begins with about 20 seconds where you can't fight and are vulnerable to getting hit. It would, you would think that literally the last character that you would get would be the one that is inv- invincible to that aspect, but no. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it definitely makes the rest of the characters feel weaker by comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of conceptually get the idea of, like, of, like, having... This whole, like, huge disadvantage at the start of any combat encounter. But mechanically, like, in terms of design, I think you need to, like, work up to that point. You can't just have the character you get at the start do that. Oh. Yeah. Well, it, it speaks to the, the kind of, it kind of speaks to the two ill bleeds. You know what I mean? Like, there's the ill bleed that is shoddy as part of the joke. And then there's the Ilby that's shoddy, not as part of the joke. Uh, and that's very much the latter part of it. That's the part... There's the part of Ilby that's like a bad game, and then there's the part of Ilby that's just a bad game. Uh, and this is one of those design things that I think puts it in the latter. I do, latter um, I do want to go on a digression real quick. I'm sorry to do this. Yeah. Um, but I have... Uh, received information explaining Heavy Condollar. Oh, the, that's right! I wanted graf- to bring that up! The graffiti from Home Run of Death. Yes, thanks to, um, to Come Genius in the, uh, in the, the Kyle XY Jurgenet chat, uh, to, for, for, for this link to Indigo Zeal's Tumbling Bog. So, um, yeah, so we don't know what heavy dollar is, but so let's let me just read the, the post. Okay, you're gonna have to take my word for the first part of this since the quote was from the homage section of Illbleed Maniacs that hasn't been put up back since the site moved. But heavy dollar equals omoi kondara, which is heavy heavy kondara, um, which it can be omoi kondara. Which is if you concentrate, meaning the baseball in joke from the theme song to a baseball anime. <laughs> so, um, Kandara is a, uh, Japanese slang term. It refers to a grand, a ground roller, fill roller, or hand powered soil preparation rolling machine used in baseball grounds maintenance. It was popularized by an urban legend stating that it was the actual formal name of the device and thereby fixed itself in popular usage. It comes from UK UK uh UK UK Huma, Go Go Huma, the theme the theme song to the nineteen sixty eight televised anime Kyojin no Hoshi, Star of Giants. Many viewers misheard it its first line Omoi kandara, shirin no michi o, if you concentrate on the trials that lie ahead, as omoi kandara, heavy kandala. <laughs> so, 
the line would actually translate as something like steamroller. <laughs> yeah. Note that Star of Giants is also graffitied on the walls of Bambella's practice stadium. So that kind of confirms it. Uh, so that's just a fun fact. Um, heavy can dollar, folks. Yeah. Back to, back to Revenge of Queen. <laughs> yeah, that, I do like that. I, 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 I like the idea that, that you just hear this thing in a baseball anime and you think, oh, that's what the, uh, rolling thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same thing. Like, it's literally the same, it sounds the exact same. Mm-hmm. Heavy Kandala versus. <laughs> I also like the idea of a baseball anime OP just talking about stuff like just very nitty-gritty, boring details about baseball. Yeah, inside baseball, if you will. Um. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, uh, one thing to note is at the start of this level, uh, you well, first, okay. First, I should read news clipping number yes, one. Yes, please. Hmm. Uh. Uncontrollable drop in worm prices. It hit another record low today. Worms drew attention as a protein-rich alternate to meat. Prices remained low at $16 per kilo. When the price declined to $2 today, the market was at its lowest. $2 so per, col- for, for kilogram of worms is... Seems very cheap for worms. Uh, some some economists point out the similarity with the tulip bubble in Holland in the 1630s. Investors and farmers are left with serious losses. Loses. David loses. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, serious loses. David Rodriguez, 68, became the quote king of worms unquote. By producing ten times more worms than the average with the help of his queen worm. I am just speechless. It is extremely hard to keep the worms. Sorry, <laughs> keep worms. That's a very good David impression. I no longer can afford to feed Rachel. <laughs> Tell me if you have a better idea other than committing suicide. Prices are expected. To decline further. God, what a horrible thing to print. Uh, what a, well, honestly, well, I certainly hope he can go back to hell someday. What um, a loser, honestly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know why, because it's not an improbable. It's not a silly name or an improbable name at all. But for some reason, every time I hear it, David Rodriguez. Makes me laugh. I'm not sure. It just it just because it feels like they drew two American names by roulette. Yeah, and it also. I mean, David Rodriguez is the most normal name in this entire fucking game. I I think that's part of why it makes me laugh. I also do not think it's the name that someone who was 68 in 2000 and. Yeah. I also just kind of associate. I see the picture of David Rodriguez whenever I whenever I hear yes. it, and he just reminds me of the stock footage. I mean, the stock photo guy. I can't remember yeah. what the yeah. Yeah, the guy. 
that like old guy in all the stock photos. Yeah, yeah, where he's smiling, kind of mm-hmm. insincerely. Um, so you go over, to, and there's some cars buried in dirt, as you do, um, and you eventually find a uh, horror monitor in the Hassie machine, but, oh no, before you can actually claim it, like, a Munkiller, which is a little monkey goblin, uh, comes up from the bottom of the screen and grabs the JPEG of the horror monitor <laughs> and just drags it off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And then breaks through a barricade, mm-hmm. allowing you to continue in the level. Very convenient. And, yeah. And there's... This is an all-combat level. Yeah. Also, this is the first time the game has forced you to pick up the horror monitor. And, um... Yes. It, and it immediately takes it away from you. I, it's, it's so... Yeah, it, it really... The first two levels available, it really just kind of do not tell you how to play it at all. So, our our friend the Monk Killer goes off with his horror monitor and uses it for a new special function that we were apparently unaware of, where he hides behind a fence and looks at a nude man through it. Yeah, I think this is supposed to be Kevin. It is. It is. Why is Kevin Kevin nude? It's got an x-ray vision. No, he's not nude. The horror horror monitor... Oh, the horror monitor has x-ray vision. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is, I think... Unless I um, missed something in the first level, which is entirely possible. This is our first real indication that this game is horny. Yeah, um, uh, don't but worry. It won't, be, it won't be our last indication. No, there is, is a much clearer indication that the game is horny. Like, yes, this, this is, is subtle first... in comparison to how horny it gets later. Yes. But this is the first little warning shot that this game is horny. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, they had Erica modeled with all of her clothes off. They might as well make use of it and model all the other characters with their clothes off. Yeah, it, 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 that's just, yeah. I wonder if it's only Erica or Kevin. Huh. That's that a would good make sense. Question, yeah. I'm not going to find out. Yeah. Um, because I'm not a pervert. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing an. A- I'm not going to. I am a pervert. I just have better things to do with my time. Uh, I I would never. I would never go back and see see if I could see the other characters naked in the intro to Adventure Queen Worm. That's that's just an inefficient use of pervert resources that could be better spent elsewhere. Speaking of (laughs) speaking of effort that could be better used used elsewhere, this level uh, sucks shit. Uh, It is. yeah, it sucks. It is the first part of this level, particularly. Is, well, no, the entire level is just a giant maze, but the first part of it is just a maze with identical like signs uh, all over it, and like just dumpsters everywhere, and there are patches of dirt. And when you're on the patches of dirt, you get tremors, like in the movie Tremors, and uh, occasion in, if they catch up to you, you get attacked by a worm. Uh, yeah. Um, the so there's a few things about this level. One being that a lot of the ideas really in it don't really don't come together, even for Illbleed. Mm-hmm. Um, another being the sort of pointless, tedious difficulty, even for Illbleed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and the third being how short the level is, really make me think that this is probably something that was conceptualized as something bigger and reduced in scope uh, either to make space on the disc or just to, more likely, in my opinion, probably just to get it out in time. Because, like, the, 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 the maze thing, the endless combat, the lack of traps just screams to me, we were not able to finish this, but we need this level. We need to do something to ex- to extend it. Yeah, there's some really impressive... Like, that's kind of the thing with these older games, is that, like, somehow, even if a game, like, was made under extremely stringent and, uh, and stretched then under the conditions in which it was made, like, they were produced and they worked when you bought them. Yeah. Uh, which no is, day one patches back then. Yeah. So it's an interesting difference that you kind of notice in, in this sort of, I, I guess. I mean, to the extent that ill bleed works. <laughs> yeah. It's not something you see in AAA, or it's, this is not a AAA game, but it, like, there, I mean, I guess there isn't really a mid level game dev anymore. There's indie and there's AAA. Uh, but, the closest thing to like a mid level dev to I mean there's like a handful of things, you know. There's like second like, party like, stuff and the second yeah. second like some C tier Nintendo projects, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the things Nintendo cares least about are <laughs> are sort of your single A's today. Um But but yeah, you like video games folks, they're in a spot. Because AAA games are much bigger than any project can have the scope of, and that's why yeah. they always come out buggy. Because the 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 expectations of scope in AAA games are always way more than literally any team on earth can handle. Genuinely, um, I blame well, I blame the industry forces at large, but mm-hmm. on a pettier level, I actually kind of blame Assassin's Creed Two for this. Uh, Don't you dare! That that's a great game. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, it and I think to a lesser extent GTA, um, and I, I, I just specifically choose Assassin's Creed 2 because Ubisoft has done a lot, in general, has done a lot to increase this conception for mm-hmm. establishing this pattern that all AAAs need to be like jam packed open world things. Yeah. Which in turn makes. Like you said, the, like the, the, this, this, these scope creep that gets really crazy. This is something, and yeah, and and what we and and of course there's larger market forces, you know, that like like, you know, yeah, like pretty much to make a game with companies, reason. investors wanting less risk, et cetera, et cetera. That to make, really, yeah, yeah, like to make a reasonably scoped game, you have to be, you can't be traded publicly, basically, yeah. But exactly, literally, and uh, the the loss has been games like Ill Bleed for the most part. Yeah, uh, because the the things that come out like this today are like a few high prestige indie things, some things that were able to be like Kickstarter success stories. Other and other, but other than that, this is just not getting. Yeah, and it's made. a shame. And the, the Dreamcast is ba- is is. All that it's it's a it's it's a single A console. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, is exactly with the exception of like 
maybe I don't know, fucking Fantasy Star, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Shenmue, yeah. like yeah. Shenmue, Sonic, and like maybe Sh- Shenmue's like a single A game with the budget of a triple yeah. A game. It's <laughs> well, wild, yes, exactly. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, but yeah, and that, that's I don't want to diverge on it too much, but you're right. That, that's that's the, the game. Ill, games like Ill Bleed have been uh, the loss. Yeah, but yeah, this was from a. This level comes at us from a design mentality where it had to work when you put it on a disc. Yeah, like there, there is there is a degree of quality control that you had to meet, and that was part of the project planning. And nowadays, it's it, like your game can you can just ship a broken game, yeah. and yeah. like that's normal. Or you can ship Illbleed. <laughs> yeah, I mean Illbleed's not a good game. Uh, but it's an ex- ex- exceedingly novel game, which I think is the beautiful thing about it. Um, Absolutely. Let's go back to this terrible level so we can talk yeah. about the less terrible level after it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, we get an encounter with Monkillers. They're annoying as hell. Yeah. Um, we have a few signs here. Uh, the first few that we get are a sign for Hassie that has, like, a babe on it, and it says, Hashi, recover. Uh, I said Hashi. Hassie, recover. Uh, there's also... Sign 2 that the game is horny. Yeah. There's Scorpion Onion Soup, um, which we're all, you know, we're all thankful for Scorpion Onion Soup. Um. It's good eats. It comes in a can. Uh, and we have Mummy Popcorn. Delicious. Oh, and, uh, well, is it maybe this, is it Godzilla later? Uh, Godless later. I have all of the movie posters. Okay, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'll try (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for now, it's just those three. Um, and we have a few documents that we pick up in this horrible forest maze. Uh, let me see which one's next on my list. Uh, so, uh, the next thing we get is Dave's Diary 2. X month, X day. I started my worm business ten months ago. With my success, I am known as... Yeah? Uh, oh, okay, no, this is Dave's Diary 1. Oh, uh... It's just mislabeled on our thing. Okay. I must have written it. Okay. Oh, wait, no, this is Dave's Diary 2. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, I am known as the King of Worms. If prices continue to grow, I will buy a large house for us. Till then... I will keep raising worms and sell, sell, sell. X month, X day. A rep from Durant. Side spelled note. Duranto. Yeah, it's spelled Duranto. I Seems suspect to be that's just a transliterate, a direct transliteration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of how it was yeah. written in Japanese and yeah. Durant. Which which one is the correct one? I am not sure. But yeah, it was probably, they were probably directed, like, it was translated Drawn when they were doing the scripting that they... Side note to listeners, if anyone can tell us what Drawnt or Duranto is referring to... Yeah, we don't know. It well, it's an outdoor a... facility supplier, obviously. Well, I know what it is, but I'm saying that name... If yeah. there's any kind of reference to there, please let us know because that, yeah. that I've been curious about that for so long. How it came to be Durant? Yeah, I wonder. I, mean, if I what... think Duranto is probably closer to 
like that sounds like an outdoors facility supplier. Yeah, yeah maybe well, they were I, going I off. Sounds like, it sounds like Toronto, and when, even though that's a mega city, when I think of Canada, I think of you know the Yukon. Yeah, yeah. it it reminds me of like Toronto. Kind of reminds me of like off road vehicles. Yeah, like the Canyon Arrow. Uh, yeah. A rep from Toronto, an outdoor facility supplier, wanted to buy my land today. He said they want to build a trendy camping site. I said no to the rep. I am not going to give up this farm for any price, no matter how much they offer. I will never give up my worm farm. King. X month, X day, worm prices dropped to a record low. This must be a bad dream. I got 2,000 new baby worms today, and more are coming. Baby worms. The worm farm is running out of room. And I am running out of money to feed the worms. What will I do if the prices keep falling? Well, I would say that he should probably stop feeding the worms money. I mean, worms are his money. Worms uh, are... Okay. Very nice, very nice. X month, X day. I signed a contract with Durant today. I had no choice. The worm market is no good. At least the terms I negotiated were good for Rachel and I. I will keep to the farm, but they will cut some of the forest around it. They will also let me join the management of the campsite. I was a talented businessman. My talent will be used well. Watch me, Rachel. As I set out for a fresh start. It seems like a weird idea to cut down some forest for a camping site. Yeah. Isn't the point of camping to I go? I suppose it could be like glamping, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that I... drawn, they're, they're all about... It's They really lose the spirit of it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's basically just an unpaved parking lot. Yeah. I like that. This I mean, is yeah. I mean, the, like, settled, you settled your sights on, like the, the, like the the entire layout of this place is nonsense. Trant is like evil for 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 this one because it's just these weird winding roads that really that just continue to continuously go nowhere. Yeah, I wonder if like they were trying to emulate like highway roads or something uh, with this level. Uh, well, I feel like with the movie billboards and yeah. the sort of 50s B-movie theme, it's maybe sort of su- meant to suggest, like, yeah, a, a parking lot at a drive-in. But, like, the, the, the maze in this part of it is just, like, roads that go in circles with a dumpster at the end of it. Yeah. Well, I, I is... also think that this level was rushed to completion. Oh, yeah, for sure, but, like, yeah, it's... It's nowhere near as like charismatic or has as much personality as the. It's, uh, it's it's a really visually ugly level and not in a fun way like the rest of them are. All right, David's yeah. journal three. Yeah, X month, 
next day. Rachel, how long has it been since we lived like father and daughter? Luck has been on my side since the beginning. You are my lady luck. But now, Durant has cheated me. Sounds unlucky. They never let me join the business. Instead, I work at the 24-hour store as a live-in employee. <laughs> Your live-in job at 7-Eleven. The contract with a big lie. The farm was cemented immediately. The forest was cut down. And the wild monkeys died. Now this is a good question. Where is this? Like, <laughs> wild American monkeys. Yeah. Where, where does David, uh... Where does Dave Rodriguez live in North America that has wild monkeys? <laughs> Tell me, Rachel. How could this have happened? X month. X day. Rachel, you look well as always, but I am worn out these days. Running the store for 24 hours by myself is tough. It's just, like, comically cruel. <laughs> it's, I love that about it. My health is decreasing daily. My heart is... <sighs> I am alright, or... Not! I... I can't breathe! Need help! The Oscar goes to Dan. Um, the... I love to write down my heart attacks. <laughs> he's so sleep-deprived, he's having a heart attack. Well, I love it because that, in, in some ways, going to the horror genre parody analysis yeah. again... Is that just writing like down ult- your dying words, yeah. Is that not the ultimate conclusion of, like, Itchy Tasty? Is just, like... Mm-hmm. like... I mean, Itchy Tasty's good for that reason. Yeah. Totally, but it is just the... or the, the, the I mean, this is later, obviously, but the Bioshock thing of, like, oh, I was just... I was just remembering the password to this door. And yeah. It's, it's very audio-logged. What, what the crazy killer said to me, you know, he said he was gonna take a shotgun to my, you know, like, yeah. oh, just, what's that sound at the, my door? This is, yeah, just the, the most subtle exposition in the world. X month, X day, I think I am dying. Mm-hmm. I no longer wish to live. Oh, man. I can hardly breathe. I am dying. Doesn't sound like he's being a very good employee. I don't want to leave you alone, Rachel. I can't hold on anymore. Goodbye, my Rachel. <laughs> so they worked the man. Uh, they took. So they 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 found like this is. They scammed an old man. Out they of scammed an old farm. worm. It's, they it's, scammed it's, an it's... old worm farmer out of his <laughs> land and then enslaved him to work at a twenty-four hour store as its sole employee until he died. <laughs> I like that it, it's it's like a play on the old cliche of like the oil prospector who comes to scam Ma and Pa out of the family farm for their land, but like instead of a family farm, it's a worm ranch, 
And instead mm-hmm. of big oil, it's big outdoor activity big supplier. Camping. Yeah. <laughs> big camping. Uh, I... But thankfully, that is about the end of this section of the level. And next we get to go into dr- the drive-in cinema theater. Which is uh, significantly better. And we also get the sign... Um, we also get the sign... Uh, what is it? Attention to the back! Which I think is pretty good. As I think huh. we discussed previously, the three tiers of translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, voice acting, text documents, and then shit in the background that is <laughs> being done by Japanese men who vaguely remember their grade school English. Yeah, uh, so we get some really god tier god tier yeah. shit coming up here with the movies. Um, let's go to the movies, folks. Yeah. Uh, while, uh, while Kevin is heading to, to the movies, uh, he comes across the 24-hour convenience store, and he hears the voice of David Rodriguez, uh, who thinks that Kevin is a Drott employee, and tells him to leave, and never come back. Mm-hmm, never come back. The, there's also some graffiti when you come in on the back of, like, a concrete wall. Uh, one of them says... Uh, let's see. Uh, too late, too tired. And the other one says, the bad breath. I love Ill Bleed. I love Ill Bleed too. Yeah, he wrote that down while he was experiencing sleep deprivation, uh, 48 hours in. Yeah. In the leg gas. Which, under it, uh, what does that say? The, like, the, the leg gas sign says, like, um, it says, like, legateru under it, which, why? Um, um so, yeah, uh, we established that the sort of, like, main objective area is this drive-in uh, please. It's, it's, please, it's the Welcome to Drive Theater. Sorry, the Welcome to Drive Theater. Uh, in the sort of like main grounds area, uh, the Queen Worm is just sort of inhabiting the whole area, and if you like walk on the dirt, you immediately go into like a fight, and Queen Worm has max, has like infinite HP, so you can't mm-hmm. fight her. Uh, so you got to do something else. You got to take yeah. the take the helicopter and get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately when you exit the theater, uh, once you start running to the right, you encounter a very dying man in a pool of his own blood, and he's like, "David always made fun of us, Drawn employees." So we learned that David was a bully, apparently. <laughs> um. I, I, it's very hard to imagine this kindly 68-year-old farmer making fun of, like, in, in any way antagonizing the people who enslaved him in, in, in a way that would not make him completely justified. But, you know, it is what it is. But more importantly, we come to our first movie poster. Oh, which yes. Which is for the movie <clears throat> Clash Heat. Clash. 4,528 cars died. 35 stuntmans. 
25 million dollars waste. I love just this very distinct parody of high budget action films. It's really ve- good. it's just a bunch of cars exploding together, which could be really also good. could also describe a Transformer film. Yeah. Yes. Uh next one not as um or not Blue's as enthralling. Mhm. Not as enthralling is uh Nobody Returns House of Lightning, which I think is just a picture of Chateau Bambalo. Right. Um there's uh there's staff lists and cast lists on each of these things. Uh that say that, but they're unreadable. It's too low resolution. Um we also get some more graffiti, uh our last piece of graffiti, which is just a looks like appears to be a lion with titties. Um huh. and like star shaped pasties on them. Not sure what the deal with that is, but more importantly, we're going to David Carr Hospital. Um, yeah. Which is a cool thing to call a mechanic shop. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we're, yeah, so at the, at the, at the, uh, the mechanic place, uh, there are some mod killers that are harassing Michelle. I think they're, like, trying to kill her, so you have to fight her. You have to fight them, sorry. Uh, you fight off the mod killers. Michelle thanks you. She says that she says she believed she sent out like a telepathic message and knew you'd rescue her. Uh, I believe her. Uh, and then Michelle is unlocked as a playable character. Uh, now the goal is in this like repair shop, but it's boarded up and you can't go through it. So you have to keep exploring the level and find something that can it's break It's boarded up very flimsily, which yeah. is yeah. very funny. Like, I wholly believe that he could get through those boards. Uh, see. But were you looking... Wait, what was that, Dan? Did you want more mazes? Oh. I think you yeah. want more mazes, but this time with movie posters. Yes, I, I thought that this level was over, but and I was really disappointed about that. Yeah. If it was even shorter, it would be great. But um, we do get more. I like it when a character in a freaking cutscene says, "We're almost done." Yeah, and then she turns out to be wrong. Uh, but actually, before movie posters, we get the um, the baby bottle. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah. Which is in like a very very specific spot. Uh. Yeah, Kevin, like, gets this baby bottle, uh, takes it to Dave, who then lets him in. Uh, he, like, thinks about nursing Rachel. Uh, and when you go inside, there's this convenience store. You can get some supplies from it. It's fucking and, full of Hassie. And you can, fu- you can interact with a painting of David Rodriguez holding what appears to be something wrapped in a shawl. Yeah, it's 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 a swaddled ba- babe of some kind. Uh, and this is the ghost of Dave, who asks for a favor. Uh, and he gives you his will, and to read it, and to execute it. Which it's just Dave's note. Yeah, it's Dave's note. I'll hang myself from the water tower tonight. If you read this. 
I will be around the first block of hell. <laughs> I have good memories of the worm business. <laughs> there is just one thing on my mind. Rachel. Without her, what will happen to me? Without me, what will happen to her? There we go. Sure, she will surely suffer from hunger. So I would like to ask you a favor. Kill Rachel, so I can be together with Rachel in the next world again. This is the best for us. Now, kill her exactly the way I tell you. Burn her with a flamethrower. <laughs> no other way, okay? This may sound cruel. But you'll see why soon. I really need you to do this favor. I am asking you. I am begging you. About, about the flamethrower. I keep the one I was using for weeding in a secret place. I don't want Drawn to find it. I am taking the memo that shows the secret place with me. Find it on my body. Well, I'll go ahead and wait for Rachel around the second corner of hell. David Rodriguez. I didn't know hell had corners. I like the implication in this and later on that hell is the only afterlife. Yeah, it's the only place you go. Um, it There's a... um. A real fatalist quality to Illbleed's ideology. <laughs> yeah. That really show. We'll see more of it in, in Toy Hunter, but, uh. Yes. Yeah, just, you just no go one to ever hell. ever talks about a better place in this thing. No, if you, you die and you go to hell. Yeah. Uh, For a thing that's, like, so funny and so unrelentingly silly, it's also one of the most grim minded games I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's like. It's like it, it, it's not quite a black comedy because you don't like. There's not that like gallows humor. It's just so weird about everything. I would say that Toy Hunter has gallows humor. Yeah, Toy Hunter is a beast of its own. But yes, but but yes. Other than that, you're right. But yes, that it, it approaches black comedy. Still, you know, it's got that. Yeah. Um. So we get the key. Uh. We which allows us to go through a gate that we couldn't access earlier. Um. And. More importantly, we get a new movie poster yes. for the movie Mutant Worms. It came from the underground, coming to you. Um, and it's just worms. Yeah, they had a worm movie. They had a worm movie. Maybe they were watching it when the worms destroyed everything. And a um, little, um, some higher-minded cinema. We get uh, a Tommy Hooper film. <laughs> Uh, horror buffs in the audience may may recognize the name of Tommy Hooper, well well beloved horror <laughs> fucking director. No, um, it's the homage to Toby Hooper, who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fun fact. Wow. Um, it's Massacre in Nature, ma'am. <laughs> like the 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 poll quote is like, ma'am, I'm here alone, but like not, not like. Ma'am, M A A M, just M A M. Uh, nominated. 
ma'am, I'm here alone. Uh, it's nominated in the National Award 12 section. Wow. So yeah, really, real accolades for, for Tommy Hooper's Massacre in Nature. On a bit of a more, you know, um, uh, a lower quality of cinema, we have, um, Cannibal Fantasy, Goblin Moon, which is our first, uh, Dosko Dikazu, uh, sorry, Dosko Dikazu film. Uh, we will be seeing that name quite a bit. Um, including on our next few, uh, movies, including, uh, Dummy Man, It Is Your Turn to Be Dummy. Which is also directed by Dosko Takazu. Eyes Wide Open, which is just a bunch of eyes on the poster. No, pretty, my pretty least favorite joke there. Yeah, it has some it's text just, on it. Just, it's just a bad joke. What? Yeah, it, what it has some text on it. Open. Yeah, but I can't read the text on it. Um, then we have uh, the fan favorite, Godla, uh, the tagline of which is. Size is problem. <laughs> uh, Real good. Definitely Real good. something made in the wake of like that that Godzilla movie from around that time. Yeah, Godzilla two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Diamond Man two: The Overdrive coming soon. Attack of the Monster Bee. And finally, n- not a mummy. I am dummy. Dummy Man three: The Returner. Yeah, they were having a whole Dummy Man special. It was a triple feature. This is a shit ton of texture space to dedicate to these movie posters in one level. I I do wonder, just because of the whole cinema theme of this game, maybe they were supposed to be like spread out in other levels, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm glad we have them. Thank you, Dosko Takazu. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We find, uh, let's see. We find Dave's memo, which I'm just gonna read this straight because it's not much. I buried it in the ground in front of the movie billboard. You can see the sign through the work hut window. Uh, and you go through this level and you find the work hut. And in the work hut is, uh, Dave's Diary 1. Yeah. X month, X day, I bought a worm from a vendor so I could raise worms for sale. The vendor brought me his last worm. That worm was you, Rachel. You are more special than any of the other worms I knew. Rachel is the name I wanted to give my daughter. Now, go have lots of babies. Help me make some money. Every grandpa's dream. X month, X day. Something terrible happened to Rachel today. It was my fault, but I still don't know what happened. I was playing with her under the tree. As usual. Then somehow, she slipped from my hands and fell into a gas tank. I picked her up right away. 
I thought you would die after being soaked in so much gas. I was terrified. Strangely, she started sucking the gas off of her body. She never did weaken. How bizarre that my little girl did such a thing. All I can do now is look after her. I want to say that some of the, mu- the the listeners might have forgotten by this point. We don't know that Rachel's a worm yet. But if it wasn't extremely obvious before now, this would be very weird to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. X month, X day. It seems Rachel is growing too fast since the gasoline accident. <laughs> now all I can do is feed her as much <laughs> gasoline as she desires. Drill, baby, drill. She w- she gets bigger and bigger each day, and she doesn't look like a worm anymore. <laughs> I, I disagree. It is okay to get big, but her size is beginning to scare me. She is in good shape, though. Oh, okay. I'm getting worried about her. She outgrew me in ten days. Her reproduction rate is ten times higher than any other worm. Her babies are of high quality, and they sell well. Gasoline. It does wonders. Well, I did get my wish of wealth and happiness. Bring on more worms, Rachel. What a weird fucking game. Um, yeah, this this one's so weird that we get a cutscene for discovering this. Yeah. Unless it wasn't clear, Rachel's a worm. Um, and... God, what a fucking weird... <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this one. I the, have... There's, like, this scrapbook photos of Rachel... In, in, in the shack. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that Rachel was just a normal earthworm, and then she fell yeah. in the gas. Yeah. I just don't... The, like, the, the, the fact that, that, uh, gas is, like, put in the place of toxic waste or something. Why was there gasoline under the tree? Um... <laughs> That was his gas tree, where he keeps the gas. <laughs> I just... There's so many questions, and so little answers in Obelid, and I think that's beautiful. Um, answers so, would really only deprive the game. Yeah, I'm glad strong. that there isn't answers, I wanted yeah. to say. That, uh, there's... So this we did a, get... This is a game for a less wiki-obsessed era. Exactly. Like, no one wants to know the fucking lore in Elbleed. We just, we, we let it wash over us. Yes. Um, There's the, no gotcha lore, gotcha pawn lore in this game. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to level up Mike three times to get an S rank and learn his story. Uh, the, so, we encountered a, a dying, another dying man earlier, uh, whose dying words are knock down dummy man. Um, you might think this is, like, a combat hand or something. No. Um, 
the hint is to knock down the dummy man posters outside of the drive-in theater um, yeah. with the wrench that you get. Yeah, you get a wrench around this point, and you unscrew the dummy man billboards. It's just the dummy man ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, they get knocked over, and you can like walk on them instead of like hitting the soil. Uh, and you use this to do a jumping puzzle. Where yeah! Can, where in, where you can, like, get your janky, uh, ill-bleed character to cautiously jump from car to car, billboard to billboard, until you eventually reach, uh, this area where, uh, the flamethrower is, uh, and as well as refuel it with gasoline. If you fuck this up, you have to go into combat with Rachel and escape and do the whole fucking thing and escape from her. Like, it would be easier if the character literally just died. Yeah, and it is worth pointing out, uh, because of the mechanics, every time you get into combat, your pulse goes up. And the more times your pulse goes up, the better chance you have at dying. So if you're bad at platforming, this is a shock death. Um, at the very least. Um, it's a bad section. I, it's one of the reasons that I wouldn't want to play this game. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. But luckily, you can get a flamethrower and a fuel for it, unlike in Lifeline, uh, where that, that option is just right out. Right. Uh. And, 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 uh, what, what's her name? Uh, what's the girl in Lifeline's name? I, I haven't watched the Lifeline LP. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. It, so then you fight the Queen Worm. Yeah. Uh. If you, you ever fight a big burning worm in a video game, it's like that. It's like that. She comes out of the ground, she goes into the ground. She's also made out of gasoline, so she's very flammable. Um. <laughs> I love that they, like, had to, like, explain why a worm is weak to fire. Uh, but then, uh, we get literally the best cutscene in a video game that has ever been made. Yeah. As your reward for doing this shitty, shitty level. Uh, Rachel's body is been burnt to death. <laughs> and her ghost rises out and gives this sort of childlike cry uh and the ghost of david (laughs) the ghost of david uh comes by he's just a floating head it's a 2d texture of a floating head and he says thank you for reuniting uh the soul of his daughter with him he first says you appear to be okay which is not true she's dead (laughs) yeah and he says, we can now be together forever. Let's go back to hell. I love this game. Uh, I love this. Dave thanks Kevin, and he says he'll never forget his kindness. Uh, they fade and, away. Yeah, they fade away. I, I, I'm gonna say something very silly, which is, I was, uh, I have some friends, uh, who are also familiar with this game, and I, this one person I know who's, like, very... Who gets, like, weirdly emotional about, like, goofy things involving, like, 
weird creatures and stuff uh, cried at this cutscene. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, just let's let's go back to hell. The, he, the voice he has is perfect for this. It's well. so fucking funny. It's yeah. it's like it. I was like, okay, Elmine seems pretty interesting, and then that happens, and I'm like, okay, I'm fucking on board, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, uh, so... Not much more to say. You yeah. get to leave the level. Yeah. Um, we drive a car through the barricade, and exit. Um, and that's it for uh, Revenge of Queen Worm. Yeah, so... Oh, wow, we're running an hour. Uh, let's keep going, I guess. Uh, so, next level is Wood Puppets. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, let me, uh... <coughs> uh, let me prepare to read the opening crawl here. Mm-hmm. This is the best opening crawl in the game. It's my favorite, too. Uh, George McLaughlin knew there was more to lie than running around this... Sorry, George McLaughlin knew there was more to lie than running a sawmill. He loved what he did, but he needed better equipment. He'd make the finest, fastest chainsaw man has ever seen. That chainsaw instantly tore through wood with a nice, clean cut, and would make him the envy of anyone in the lumber business. He knew just the tree to cut to prove the merits of his product. It was 800 years old, huge, gnarly, and tough as nails. He took a picture of himself in front of the tree, and then started the saw. Suddenly, a face appeared on the tree, and swallowed... So it says here, and, and it's, it's, and it swallowed good him. <laughs> he was presumed lost in the wilderness, or eaten by a bear. No one cared because he was a loader anyway. <laughs> I fucking love. It. No one cared because he was. The a last loader. line is my favorite line in the game. Of course, it's we, also for some reason there's two text scrolls. <laughs> yeah, there's two text scrolls in this. I also love that as the scrawl goes so fast that it is almost like the narrator is hurrying to complete it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New workers took over the mill, and everything went smoothly until seven years later when 100 workers mysteriously disappeared. The relatives of the missing workers soon began receiving wooden boxes. The moment they opened them, a maniacal wooden doll jumped out of the box and chased the terrified family. They used pans, sticks, and ham- or hammers to smash the dolls as best they could. Ironically, those wooden dolls spewed blood. I- ironically. And this freaked the people out even more. They called them wood puppets. Dolls. They called them wood puppets dolls. That's a... They, he doesn't say that. And hoped they'd seen the last of them. These really needed a proofreader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and we get our challenge. Uh, break into well, the... Yeah? Well, first we open up on a wood puppet slowly walking on straight. So wood puppets are like those figure... Um, reference yeah. dolls, like the little wood dolls that you used for drawing. Yeah. Uh, and we get one of those. He's slowly walking around, and he's going, whoop! Whoop, 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 whoop. Very terrifying. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and our our challenger's message is to break into the McLaughlin lumber mill and solve the enigma of the wood puppets. Also, prove what happened in the disappearance of McLaughlin. We got a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it. Uh, so... Uh, so we're going to this? Yeah, uh, this time Super Great Friend is playing as Michelle. He notes that Michelle has more adrenaline, but less stamina, which makes her good at disabling traps, but bad at fighting. Which is good for the first half of all the traps in it, and bad for the combat-heavy section later on. Yeah, they seem. this game seems to have a real gift for giving you the worst possible character for the next level that you're about to have. Yeah. Um... There's some uh there's some quality signs here, but I won't I won't stick on them. Just know that there's some there's like worker collection. Everyone is acceptable. Uh see there's a dummy man fight pretty early on. Uh this opening section is like outside the mill. Then you get like like in this part of the level and I think some more later on, there's like this big tendril that's like going around everywhere. I forgot that Dummy Man's attacks are, like, fucking body bumps and, like, uh... Oh, yeah, traps are back, by the way. Um, but, like, Dummy Man, like, drop kicks you and does, like, body checks and stuff. It's really funny. So he's trying to pro-wrestle you. Yeah. Uh, there's some traps. Uh, there's, like... Yeah, I'll... Mostly lumber theme. Mostly! I say. Mostly, except for this one that's like, there's a painting and when you pass by it, a sword comes out. Yeah, it seems, it's it's like a cutlass, like a pirate sword. It's very out of place. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, let's see, Michelle... One run... of those things that makes me think it was intended for something else and then thrown into this level. Yeah. Yeah, we go into the McLaughlin Chainsaw Museum. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, probably not full of traps at all. Um, all the traps involve chainsaws flying at you. Surprise, surprise. Uh, um, there's a George McLaughlin animatronic that, like, starts yes. to talk, but gets broken by the tendril. I'm like, Yeah, it, it blood spurts out of its head. Yeah. It leaves, like, a memo, something about a certain number of things being multiplied. I don't remember. It the literally just says wood on a piece of paper. It does say uh, wood on a the piece image, of paper, which is pretty funny. Uh, there's also there's also the lumberjack animatronic, which sings a lumberjack song. <laughs> Yo ho ho, and I'd like to cut the tree, and I'd like to cut the tree. I'd like to cut the tree, and I'm out of control. And then it gets smashed by the tendril again. And it's full of meat. It's full Why? of meat. Uh, it's it's an experimental art piece. It's Michael a... Reynolds, what the fuck? What are you doing? Michael Reynolds is the first creator of the bio biomechanical animatronic. Uh, yeah. Uh, it uh, it also leaves behind us an axe which. The game notes used to belong to Jason from Friday the 13th. Very weird, because Jason does not use an axe. Jason uses a machete. 
there's there's a room full of saw blades. Uh, Some blood. Yeah. Bl- oh, the, the blood is one of my favorite traps in the game. It's very iconic. It's just a face comes out of the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes... Uh, there's... One of the traps are like these wood puppet heads, like coming in through like the window. The ghostly, yeah. Very UFO. The next one after that is another window trap, and it's like the one trap that legitimately scares me every time. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're just looking out the window for a second, and then this horrifying face pops up. Yeah. Uh, We'll learn later that it's the boss of this level, but it's like. It's genuinely unpleasant looking. Also, sometimes a tree will glow and fall down on you. Yeah. Uh, then there's a fight against a wood puppet. They're pretty easy to fight. Uh, not... They're they're not... They spin around, they do kicks. Uh, not much to talk about. Uh, but there is one thing to talk about. Which uh, is a box. Yeah, among all these, like, wood puppet boxes is one addressed to Randy's uh, I guess his home address. I mean, it's got like Randy embossed on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Michelle runs across a wood puppet that is getting repeatedly electrocuted. hoo And wouldn't you know it, one of the flashes of lightnings lets us see its true form. It's Randy. It's Brock, oh. <laughs> it's Brock yes, from Brock. Po- I like the sound effects with the wood puppets. Um, they're very clicky and clacky. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and then there's a, a, a woodcutter who is very angry to see this, this wood puppet. I like the woodcutters because they don't look like monsters. They just kind of look like schlubby dudes. Yeah. Um, and they, they make range sounds range of for at the the guy at the front gate to your hinder to uh just a real a real range on these guys yeah uh so uh we find out that as we go through this that the mill's current purpose it's not abandoned it's active and its current purpose is seems to be skinning corpses and then turning those mm-hmm. into wood into dummy men or not dummy men uh wood puppets wood puppets thank you uh let's see uh Michelle pull, manages to grab a piece of wood off of one of the woodcutters and attacks uh yeah i i love i love that you just pickpocket a piece of wood off of a woodcutter yeah and as you're walking away he attacks uh, they're, like, very big. They have these axes that attack surprisingly quickly. And with long range. Mm-hmm. Long range. There is, like, there's, like, a very creepy, like, there's a morgue you go into at one point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very creepy. Like, you can see these body bags, but they have, like, the outline of, like, a person's, like, face huh. in them. Like, they have, like, the outline of the person inside. And they're just hanging from a rack. Right. Um... It, it, it's pretty creepy. Yeah, this is like the most genuinely terrifying level. The, yeah, and the idea of getting skinned and then put into a wooden dummy is pretty 
unsettling. Yeah, the jaundiced corpses get, like, fed, like, pooped out of a machine and fed through a machine that skins them. Cool. And then, uh, put into the, uh, the wood puppet somehow. Yeah. Uh, so, along the way, there's a side area, which contains mm. an optional but important item. It's Randy's brain. It's Randy's brain. Randy's yeah. brain. We learned that, like, brains get removed when you get turned into a wood puppet sometimes. Not always. Which makes you go, hoo-wah, hoo-wah! Mm-hmm. Uh, so, along the way, there's... Eventually, you get to this point, there's, like, a panel with an odd indentation in it. You have to, like, use the piece of wood as a key. This, yeah, it's a key. Why is the piece of wood a key? Maybe it's a key. Maybe the, it's just, maybe it's not actually a piece of wood. Maybe it's like one of those, like, themed keychains. It, maybe it's like, like a Japanese walker, mm-hmm. where you have, like, the wooden key. Right. Um, but in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway, this wooden, oh, what were you saying, John? Oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't saying anything. Alright. Oh, okay. The, uh, when you insert the wooden key into the piece of wood, I will say, into the panel, uh, it activates the, uh, the, the, well, no, it opens up a pin option. The pin option being the price of the quantity of wood bought on the memo. Um, don't know why it's like that extra level of complicated, but it is. Yeah. And that turns on the, um, demonstrably, well, it, it pulls up a screen and a sinister looking face says, uh. Don't slip into the. B- oh, yeah. My slaves, you better be careful when you start tossing, when you're tossing the corpses into the, the wood processing. Basically, like, this hole, if you go into it, you'll become a wood puppet. Yeah. And so, naturally, to progress in the level, the next thing you do. Is you go into the hole. I. Uh, this is. Why? Yeah, you become a wood puppet. Uh, it should be noted this, this part of the LP is titled, Why Would You Do That? Why Would You Do That? Uh, yeah, so, um, Michelle is now a wood puppet. Uh, uh <laughs> you got it. Yeah, and uh you Michelle has to like go down these like corridors. Uh she's going down the same corridor Randy was going down earlier. Uh and she gets to the Woodman hunting competition. Um, we love the Woodman hunting competition folks, yeah. don't we? Right off the bat, when you enter the area, like there's a whole bunch of like woodmen like entering this sort of like gate. It's it's like a little you know, it's a it's an attraction at this amusement park, uh, and there it's are like you have to get skinned and put into a uh, a wood puppet yeah. to to do it. Uh, in order to like, so there are two hunting manuals, just guides to how this game works. One for the woodcutter side, and one for the wood puppet side. It's very weird that they 
put both of them in. I am very entertained that the woodcutter guide is included. Yeah, it's great. Uh, official woodcutter, official wood puppet hunting guide for woodcutters. In the hunting, the objective is to hunt down wandering wood puppets. Prizes will be awarded. Participants should read this guide carefully. Bit 1. Basic Rules A point is added after beating a wood puppet. A prize is given based on points. Player is disqualified if beaten by a wood puppet. 2. Point System Score differs depending on the types of wood puppets you hunt. For types and points, please refer to the following page. Type A gives the most points. Type A Human Inside Speaks and runs away if chased. 30 points. Type B. Stares without speaking. Simple attacks. 10 points. Type C. Brainless. Speaks gibberish. Behaves oddly. 2 points. So we're not really given what makes the difference between a type A and a type B wood puppet. Obviously, uh, Michelle is a type A. Um, she's also a type A personality. Um, and Randy is, is a type C. Yeah. Um, I assume the type Bs might be like the skinned corpses. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you'd think that, anyway, the, the prizes are what we're really here for. Yeah. 300 points. Gold chainsaw. Special edition by McLaughlin. 200 points. Three kilograms of prime beef. <laughs> I love that. 100 points. Right. Mandragora. And that seems like more of a punishment. A, a plant that kills you. Maybe they just mean, like, the root. Like, the actual root. Right. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm real curious what that... <laughs> what they mean by Mandragora. I wonder if that was a, if that's some kind of weird mistranslation, or if it's some joke that doesn't land in translation, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I know three kilograms of prime beef is like a common like game show prize or something like that. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty funny. Uh, other. Defeated wood puppets will be dedicated to the Michael Clinic for anatomy purposes. Uh, so, you know, yeah. the bodies are used for science. It's worthwhile. I, I do appreciate from like, a, from like a writing and narrative standpoint that it includes a tutorial for a game you are on the opposite side of. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hunting Manual 2. Guide for Wood Puppets. 1. Basic Rules. If you defeat a woodcutter and reach the goal alive, you will have a chance to return to human form. If beaten, you will be disqualified. Listed in the appendix of this guide are wood puppets already registered for today's hunting. Good luck to you all. Appendix. List of participants. Number 919. Richard Anatasio. Age 40. Male. Salaried worker. Type A. Comment. I will reach the goal and return to human no matter what. <laughs> this I love. Um, I, uh, this is like, this is like something someone say, would say on like a Takeshi's Castle. Like, when they like get chosen. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, it's a very protagonisty um, yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. It's it's he has determination. Number nine twenty, <laughs> Eleanor Ferenz, 
age 38, female, housewife, type A. Comment, I'm dying! Help me! <laughs> Number 921, Randy Fairbanks, age 16, male, high school student, type C. Comment, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's a bunch of symbols, which I can only assume means he said fuck. I mean, I don't think so. I think that he, like, we've 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 seen that what he can say, and it's hoo-wah, hoo-wah, hoo Yeah, he probably said that. And mm-hmm. lastly, number 922, Dasko Takagi. No! <laughs> age 26, male, designer, type B. Comment. Any price for wood puppets? Note, no prize for wood puppets. Sadly, after, you know, designing, I mean, making all those movies, he turned into a type B wood puppet, which doesn't make sense, because he asks something, and we know that type B wood puppets don't talk. Very concerning. I wouldn't... Maybe he died, or... Maybe my... I was reading a thing uh, from that blog, we mentioned before, and it did point out that Takagi is also behind some of those films. Uh, mm-hmm. th- they suggest that maybe, like, he was a rival of Michael Reynolds of some sort, and Michael Reynolds turned him into a wood puppet as, like, a uh, way to get at him. And then advertised his films inside of his park. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah, Dasuka Ta- Takagi is, is the unsung hero of Illblade. Yeah. I would argue that returning back to life is a prize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only a prize if you've become used to being a wood puppet, I would say. Like, if that's your status quo. Right. Like, becoming a human again would be a prize. But at this point, I feel like it's just kind of a right that all people that's, who are wood puppets should, point. by right, that's be turned point. back into humans. Uh, so, yeah. So next, we have a maze and a combat section. Yeah. But this time, we wood puppet. Yeah, you're a wood puppet. Uh, you, you get a kick attack, you get a spin attack, spin attacks. They seem very powerful. Yeah, it's it it seems pretty handy. Uh, like the 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 kick attack. I mean, you basically have Chun Li's moves. You have like spinning bird kick and her like mashing move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can helicopter at them. And you can, uh, you can do, like, you can do, you give them the stanky leg, really. Yeah. Is what happens. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Get an item called Gabooey that increases your health, but also increases your pulse. Which is not Uh, good for the maze, as it turns out. No. Because every time you encounter a woodcutter, uh, your pulse goes up. Uh. Eventually, Michelle gets to a, sees Randy passing in an upper section, and gets there by doing a very s- straightforward puzzle. Uh, yeah, so you get a a wudala, um, which I have to assume is like a weird translation of like um, of like uh, 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 katakana for like woodlouse, wudala. Right. It's a wood. It's a wood eating bug, and you use it to eat the wood that's blocking the upper section. Uh, 
Shell goes into the upper section. Shell goes into Wood Puppet ER. I'm really interested in what the Gabooey is. Yeah, I that is... I don't know. Uh, but, listeners, yeah. if you can figure out what a Gabooey is, please tell us. This is a puzzle and a podcast. <laughs> uh, so these crash test dummies are hitting Randy with hammers. They've got, like, a whole bunch of, like, scissors and stuff jammed into his, like, torso. Also, the ER is, like, weird and, like, gross and is, like, covered in, like, rotting, gross wood. Right. This whole area is, like, caves made of wood, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see Michelle, they fight her, Michelle wins, uh, <laughs> and after the fight, Michelle puts Randy's brain back in his wood puppet head somehow. Wood puppet man, wood puppet man. Uh, he, <laughs> he thanks Michelle and leaves, and Randy is counted as rescued. Yeah, I, this is not the only outcome mm-hmm. of rescuing Randy, because uh, that Randy's brain item is optional. Yeah. Um, yeah. You so, can leave Randy brainless for the rest of the game, and play yeah, as and then Brainless Randy. Yeah. It's kind of like choosing the zombie option in Saints Row 3. Right. Um, where <laughs> Except before that was done to death. True. Uh, I can't think of another game that does that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just mean in general. Yeah. Before zombie This culture. was when zombies were still funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you could play it. So you can either you either unlock Randy or Brainless Randy, depending on uh, whether or not you picked up that item. Uh, and then uh, you get to, uh, let's see. You go to the goal. Yeah, you go to the goal, uh, but as it turns out, there's still wood puppets in the round, or woodcutters in the round. Or woodcutters, yeah. Yeah, sore losers. Yeah. They, they'll, like, jump scare you, they'll, uh, they'll, like, they'll ambush you. There's also a scapegoat Mary, which is an important and useful item. If you die mm-hmm. in a stage, scapegoat Mary will die for you instead. Yeah. Uh... Uh, eventually Michelle reaches, like, this weird sort of metal coffin thing that shoots... It's like an Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's like an Iron Maiden. And the introduction is that there's some planks in it, it closes, lightning is shot at it, and it opens up, and inside are some broken planks. So... So... Yeah. John... What would you do if presented with a coffin that got shot with electricity and then broke some planks inside of it if you were a wood puppet? Oh, I would probably enter it. Oh, okay, yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um So yeah. my first instinct would be go inside. Mm-hmm. We do the reasonable thing. She goes in the coffin and uh the best yeah, you know, she's turned back to normal. She's Michelle again. <laughs> Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have expected anything else to happen. Um, it's fine. It's the, this is the kind of like logical puzzle solving that a lot of those later era Sierra games really lacked. That really brought them down. 
you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the kind of LucasArts style puzzle development that, um, that, that that's just, it's, it's aged better for adventure games. I, I feel like, I feel like that this, this game doesn't, like, the, the, the things that you do in this level of the game, uh, are very much like, they, they're very indicated by the game that they should be things that you should do to move forward, but they make no logical sense. Yeah. Like, no, that's you see it, the it, hole, it draws attention point. to the hole. Yeah. There's not a point really here where you're like, well, what do I do here the, that in this specific level? In this specific level, the game tells you what to do basically at all times. This is the most, like, on-rails-y part of the whole game. Um, it's You're not thinking, what should I do? You're just thinking... Like, why? Like, wait, why? Why do you, why do I do that? <laughs> why would you do that? Yes. Uh, uh, no one cared because he was a loner, loner anyway. I love that line. Uh, so, yeah, uh, next is the boss fight. Uh, yeah, Bossu. Um, the problem is it's under construction right now. Yeah, it's undergoing maintenance. Uh, the, like, guys tell you, to, like, wait a bit because they're trying to finish, like, fixing the boss. Uh, and... But wouldn't you know it, it fixes itself on its own. Yeah, you know, you just gotta... Sometimes it'll just do that. And it kills all the workers. Yeah. Um... Then, so the boss comes up, and it is it is a frightening fucking thing. Yeah, it's a tree with a very grotesque human face. And a mustache. And a mustache. Uh... As it turns out, this was this is George McLaughlin. It became yeah, one with got, the tree. He be, he became the bed of chaos, and just like the bed of chaos, this fight fucking sucks. Yeah, it uh, it is literally the bed of chaos. You have to dodge through his fucking tendrils at just the right moment, or you get fucked up, and um. Boy, howdy. It also vomits on you. Yes. So Super Great Friend has played through this game several times by the time he's doing this LP. He dies twice to yeah. this boss. Yes, and then, I cannot imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He, di- he dies twice. And plays a the first time, Rush song while he yeah. gets yeah. back up. <laughs> he plays the trees by the Rush. The trees. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is good. Uh... I won't. We won't make this the rush, um, criticism podcast. Cause I, I mean, will be here all yes. night. <laughs> we can, but so the fucked up thing is that neither time that he dies does he die during the boss fight. Right. The first time he dies immediately after the boss fight from bleeding, and the second time he dies walking to the goal while bleeding. Really Only funny. When, when he goes really in funny. and <laughs> places the upgraded Erico. Does he manage to get all the way to the end? Um, and has to pay the hefty fine to revive Michelle from the dead. Also, I want to say that I love the, um, I love the, uh, dummy surgeon, uh, little scenes because it's playing like cheesy, like daytime drama, uh, yeah. music while they happen. Yeah. The first time he, like, the second time he does it, he's playing the Operation commercial. Uh, the other times, I think this is supposed to be based on the comments from, like, Trauma Center. So, perfectly yeah. in line with that. 
sort of cheesy drama center stuff. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that about ends uh, where the levels for today. Uh, but we've got some questions. Uh, if you want to send in a question. Yeah, I've got questions about Illbleed. We've got lots of questions about Illbleed. Uh, but you can also have questions about Illbleed, and you can send them in to us, uh, on, on our Twitter, uh, at Illbleed Podcast. Uh, I've actually got one that someone sent to me. I need to find it. Uh, someone sent one to me, like, in another server, because they don't have access to Twitter. I have to find oh. it. Uh, uh, from the Pot of Greed server, number 69, Nice, Herald's Request, aka HCave, asks, Don't have Twitter, so I'm gonna ask it on here. Why does this game introduce the horror monitor in Mission 1, and then take it away in Mission 2? It just... It just seems like it's weird for the for the game's second mission to immediately get rid of one of the core gameplay mechanics. Good question. It's next. <laughs> it's to see if you're good at combat, I guess. Yeah. Uh which you already have to be to get through the first level. Yeah. HK, it's because it's a bad game. It's because it's yeah. a bad game. Remember what I said about the two ill bleeds? This is the bad ill bleed. Yes, the the ill bleed that you play is the bad ill bleed. Yes, the ill bleed you watch and the ill bleed, the Ill bleed you play. This is the ill bleed you play. Let's see. Our other question is from. Let me see here. It's from uh, Harbin, 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 Harbin at Gorilla Rain, oh. who asks. Question one. Why does David's ghost move like a slideshow transition? That's just that's just what ghosts look like. Because <laughs> it's really funny. And two. Any prize for wood puppets? No. No. No prize for wood puppets. Uh, get to come back to life, but that's not a prize. You, you just get that. Yeah, no. Just get that. Alright. Is that it for questions? Yes. Uh, then... Uh, as as the rel- as the uh, as the designated host of this episode, mm-hmm. I will say, uh, join us next time for Killer Department Store. Um, now let's. So I'm I'm Giga. Um, you can find my beautiful sonorous tones on uh, a couple of other podcasts, namely uh, Zero to Zero, in which me, uh, Valve Light Cub, and and Sam Positive Stress. Watch, um, watch superhero movies from the DC Extended Universe and talk about that they're bad. Um, we just finished The Suicide Squad. We took a break this week and we'll be back next week with, um, The Wondrous Woman. Um, also on, um, Matter Meter Lads, which is a short form podcast where we talk about poetry. Uh, that's, uh, I... You can also follow me on Twitter at Gigalithic, sorry. Uh-huh. And uh, you can see my art in the game Paradise Killer. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places 
at linktr.ee slash bigchallenges. You can find my Twitter at biggerchallenge, and you can find all the podcasts I do, which include Pot of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We're almost done with Season 2 of GX. Uh, we'll be starting Season 3 soon. Uh, you can listen to Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic Lord podcast. Uh, we're actually going to be having a Halloween episode soon, uh, oh. where we bring on Nana Roy of Nana Roy's Nightmare and Era to oh. talk about uh, Tails Doll Creepypasta. Oh no! Uh, you can listen to video games, the movie, the podcast, uh, monthly video game movie podcast I do with my friend Maxi. Uh, Let's see, this month's episode is going to be on the first Resident Evil film, and we're going to bring on Morgan Kerskoat uh, to talk about it with us. Uh, fun, fun, fun. And last is Stranger's Fiction, actual play podcast focused on one-shots, where in the middle of scheduling the next session of our mini-campaign of Mythologic. Oh, and last but not least, at Xbox underscore Holiday... Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, I'll just say Happy Halloween, Xbox. Happy Halloween, Xbox. Happy Halloween, Xbox. Alright. John. Hi, I'm John. You can't find me anywhere, uh, unless you're a theater goer in the Midwest area. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, joke's on you. In In which case, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but you can also find me on Twitter at Glam Francis. And do you have opinions or facts? Uh, yes, and I express both of them on my Twitter. Wow, that's great! That's very good. thank you. Uh, thank you. And that wraps it up for this week. Uh, All right. Until next time. Heavy can dollar. Heavy can dollar. Heavy